When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Keeping Current. Uh, I think that's at least our name that we're going forward with. Uh, with me, I, this is Thad Bell. I, with me, I have Daniel Sperry from the Kansas City Star and soccer uh, genius and guru all around. So, Well, I appreciate that. I guess I, it's genius and guru. I don't know about that, but uh, I, try my, I try my best. I try my best. I just figured I'd suck up to you for once. I usually give you yeah. crap, so I figured I'd be nice once, right? <laughs> yeah, it's better than the text message after the in the middle of a press conference saying, I figured I'd let you get you a question this time or something like that. So <laughs> no, no, I just, I, I asked the first two and I, I said, I was just was making sure you could ask yours, man. Instead of just, because sometimes it sucks to be on there and like have the other guy ask 10 questions and you're like, well, but by the time you get to me, I got nothing to ask. So yeah. Well, it was funny. I know this is not a sporting KC pod, but in the sporting KC uh, media availability, I think it was on Monday that we had with Peter Vermees and it was just me and Allie. I got a text that it was just me and Allie. So I could, they said, you know, ask as many questions as you're ready to. And so then it ended up being a thing where Peter thought he was done multiple times and was not done because then the two of us kept asking all of our questions. Oh, I, actually I did get in on that one. I was just a little you were bit on late. It, which uh, is okay. But uh, yeah, no, I was just letting you go, man. I, was, I really, <laughs> honestly, with this part of the season of Sporting Kansas City, and again, it's not a SKC pod, but there's only so many questions you can ask that haven't been mm-hmm. asked a thousand times already. So yeah. I was pretty, I was pretty good unless something came up that generated a real question. Right. Uh, Peter's actually been in a good mood and answering questions lately. He has, he has. I like it. I appreciate it. And coach Potter as well. Cause I think later that day too, 
uh, we had a, a big, a good conversation with Potter on the podcast, or not yeah. the podcast, but on the, on the, in the pregame interview, and it was, uh, I thought it was just a little bit very candid from him. More relaxed, more relaxed, very candid from him. Yeah, for sure. Probably helped he was sitting at a table in a hotel or something. Yeah. Probably, yeah. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll see how he does tomorrow with uh, if we do it in person. But mm-hmm. all right, so the big news, and we you know our second official episode, and we have bad news. We went for uh, most of a season with good news, and now we have bad news, and the streak has ended with at thirteen. Yeah, I, and as Lowe said earlier in the season, it wouldn't be Kansas City if something didn't go wrong or what it was, whatever that quote was. So, yeah, yeah. no, uh, second podcast started right off the bat with the end of the streak. Um, I don't know about your thoughts on the game. Uh, I thought I'll get two things that I think were uncharacteristic of them was at least uncharacteristic of them during uh, this run was the uh, cleanliness of set pieces um they gave up two goals off set pieces failed clearances led to both set pieces um failed uh um and poor marking and just just mistakes that we haven't seen out of them on set pieces and for a team that you know has a coach that is very specific about set, set pieces and drills them as much i think that was a very uncharacteristic um point in that game uh last night and then um uh, as much as I think they would say that, you know, Chicago, they wanted to say that Chicago, you know, didn't really do much to them. What they did do was clog any sort of uh, passing lane into um, a number 10 who had kind of dropped deep, whoever it was going to be out of like Kaiser or Lavoisier, um into those poles. And they did a, they kind of cut off those angles with a double pivot in that midfield and dropped the bucket in there, cut off the passing angles from and into the kind of creator and zone vort, zone 14 or so in the, the the area right in front of the penalty box, but not quite inside the penalty box um, in the middle of the field. And that, that was it. Um, you know, they couldn't really, they didn't really do that. They didn't find ways to overlap and get wide. And, you know, I think that was, that was what Chicago did to them was that they stymied any um, sort of ability to move the ball centrally and link up and go. And, they didn't foul the current. They didn't give the current set pieces, which they're also very good at scoring off of. So I thought it was a, as good of that game. If like Chicago's game plan was to do that, was to absorb pressure, smash them on the counter and try and keep them with numbers behind the ball and a, a, a low block in the midfield um, to cut off service to number 10. That's exa- They did that exactly right, in my opinion. And I thought they did a good job of shutting the current down the current didn't really look like they had much of an answer for um trying to unlock that back line uh of the of the of the red stars and it's the first time in a while where at some point in the match it look it didn't look like the current truly had the answer um to to how how they were going to solve the the problems that they had in front of them yeah i, I wouldn't disagree most of the games uh on this streak they have looked like the better team in the offense at least for a half if not more than a half of a game and this one um i will say like in between the boxes the current were probably the better team but in both boxes they were by far the worst team um the uh what uh mallory pew the second goal uh just made the defense look silly mallory pew the third goal made the defense look mm-hmm. silly uh yep. the other two were 
you know, a little bit different, uh, the, the ball off the corner piece that, mm -hmm. uh, ball did not clear the ball. Uh, she took a swipe at it and basically <laughs> fell down. She was in the wrong spot, just off balance and trying to stretch for it. it just, I mean, she didn't have a great game. I know some people were saying that, that she was terrible last night. I'm, I don't want to go that far, but I think for a team that doesn't plays that three player back line, it's, you're going to be exposed once in a while and Chicago exposed them at least three times. I will say yeah. four times for the goals. And that's just the way it went. I mean, they, they exploited those weaknesses that the current have had all year, but have mostly been able to keep plastered over. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think because they were, because they were so difficult to solve um, or so difficult to, to get through within that final third um it i think it i don't know I, the potter coach potter had mentioned after the the gotham game that he felt that they were a little impatient at times and i thought they were really impatient um in this game and not willing to work the ball side to side um i think they were because there's a couple times too where they actually had the overlap there was a potential overlap for kate delfava at one point or she you play her into the box she's in behind the back line uh and has you know passing angles that she can pick out three or four different runners in that spot but instead they put it up the middle to the runners and that was exactly where all the red stars were out on defense and it shut that down um a moment like that like there, there wasn't enough like of a pendulum swing of the ball from left to right um in the attack and i don't and if they did it went too slowly um one thing in it that i kind of want to touch on too just the fact that the current played on sunday and then played in 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 new york and then played in Chicago on Wednesday while right. Chicago played on Friday and then played at home on Wednesday. Um, yeah. That's in the NWSL and MLS. You can talk about it all you want. Travel is serious um, when you have to do that. And now they're going to have to go play at home on Sunday against the Portland Thorns who have not played a game since last weekend. Uh, so that is, um, it's a tough schedule uh, right there to do that, to go New York at, at New York, at Chicago, who's a really good team, and then home to Portland, who's fighting for uh, the shield with them. And another good thing I think that was mentioned after the game too is just the idea that they're now the hunted, um, that they've always been the hunters throughout this whole thing where they're trying to um, push for the top spot, push for the top spot, push for um, respect, recognition, push for the next points. And now all of a sudden, at the top, there's a much bigger picture and how they have to approach those games. And I think that was their first game being the team that was quote the hunted. And I think it's a good learning experience for a lot of those players who have not been in a position where they're at the top of the field, at the top of the, at the top of the shield, um, at the top of the standings. And it's an opportunity to, um, to do that, uh, to, to experience that, to feel like, Oh, wow. Now we have to, um, every team is going to get is give us their best performance, which means we also have to give, uh, we can't have a night off kind of a thing. And I think it was, I think it's a good learning moment. And there's a reason why that 13 game streak is the second longest streak. Uh, it's very hard to do what they did. Um, you don't do it without a little bit of luck along the way. And um, you know, I think, you know, Desi Scott afterwards did a really good job of pointing out that, you know, all right, this is good. Humble, humble ourselves. We've kind of been humbled here. We have an opportunity to, we, you know, we, we get to feel the emotions of a loss. It's been 113 days 
since I had to write, it was 113 days since I had to write about a loss uh, for the Kansas City Current. And I think that that's an incredible amount of time and a lot of emotions and different things that you do um, in the in the aftermath of a loss that uh, you don't do maybe when you win. And I think um, as much as they would like to say, they try and keep that consistency, the emotions and the feelings are very different after those scenarios. So I think that's, uh, it'll be a good learning experience for this team. Um, who are kind of just on the precipice of what they have been wanting to build um, for, you know, with everything that they've been doing this year. Uh, I didn't want to interrupt you there, but I'm going to touch on a couple of points that you mentioned. Uh, okay. I'd actually asked Potter, I think the press conference before this game or before the Gotham game, I forget which, but about being, because you're at the top of the table now where every team's going to be bringing their best game at mm-hmm. you and, uh, and he said, he kind of poo-pooed it, but then like the next answer, he said, yeah, we're going to have to adjust to being the hunted and not the hunter. I'm like, well, isn't that the same thing I asked you? But it, <laughs> something along that line. Um, it was just interesting that he, I don't know if he subconsciously like realized he wanted to answer that differently and changed a, a different answer later. Um, yeah. But then, um, uh, you talk about the travel. Yeah. That, definitely sucks they're going to definitely be affected by that uh one of the worst things though is even though elizabeth ball did not have her best game last game she's going to be severely missed in this game uh she ended up yellow card suspension and that's their most consistent best center back they have by i would say by leaps and bounds at this point Mm -hmm. and that that's going to be very dangerous with uh you know the lineup that portland has coming at them that's rested and looking to take first place back yeah, and you know we saw Sophia Smith here uh, for the U.S. Women's National Team, and my word is she good. My word is she fast. Um, she is an incredibly dynamic player. And <laughs> excuse me. Uh, yeah, no, she's is, impressive. Yeah, incredibly impressive, especially for just how young she is. Um, it has an incredible ceiling and I think it, that's going to be a really tough test. And you say, you know, ball's been sure has definitely been the most consistent uh, defender, I think for the team this year, but she's also arguably their fastest. Um, and she's, she's the one that's going to be trying to keep, would have been trying to keep pace um, with Sophia Smith uh, as, as she bursts through um, bursts through the midfield and tries to get it in behind the line and stuff like that. So I think that, that also adds another dimension to it as well that, you know, you're missing your most athletic center back and your most consistent center back in a match where you really need consistent and athletic center backs uh, to handle what Portland's gonna what, what Portland's gonna put at you. Yeah, it, they um, they they have a great offense, and it's I don't know if they're gonna go with Leach there in the middle or maybe a all rookie back line or I mean who knows at this point. Yeah. Well, I mean I assume Kristen Edmonds would still be back there, but mm-hmm. um, the Actually, the other thing I was, try- I was trying to get back to, and I forgot to, I forgot everything I was trying to get to. But uh, one of the one of the weaknesses still with the current is uh, is nobody is really clinical in front of goal. You have people creating lots of opportunities and getting those goals. CC Kaiser, Kristen Hamilton, um, you know, uh, low off of penalties mostly. A few other goals. Haley Mace, you know, knocks in bangers. But uh, you know, nobody's really clinical in there and i i believe before that first goal they had a good opportunity to score didn't finish the ball went the other way and it ends up in the back of the current net that if they had got that goal that the 
Portland goal would have not happened. Uh, or it was either the first or second Portland goal would not have happened. Chicago. And sorry, Chicago. Um, yep. That okay. goal would not have happened. And they would have, it would have been a completely different game if they would have just been a little more clinical. They had several opportunities to finish in front of goal with a slightly better pass or a slightly better finish. And they couldn't find the back of Chicago's net. And it's what, what, how incredible is it that the first place team has a minus two goal differential? Yeah. A lot of one goal wins along the streak, um, you know, nine wins there. Uh, every single one was by one goal. Um, and I think that that's one, a skill in itself to be able to, to grind out close games and uh, to do that. But it also is one of those where this team, as you mentioned, they're not the most prolific in front. They have a lot of different players who can score goals and they score a lot of chances, but um, arguably their most prolific player uh, and most uh, elite goal scorer would be uh, Lynn Williams, who is not playing this year. Um, and so I think that's the difference where like when you look at this team right now, I think you think, wow, there's a lot of really freaking good pieces uh, for next year too, when they have their elite um, midfielder in Sam Mewis, they have their elite forward in Lynn Williams, um, hopefully, you know, through injury and all that. So um, I, in being able to count on those type of players, um, you, uh, you know, it makes everything else that much more dangerous, right? Because that's someone else that's really got to take um, a lot of gravity and a lot of attention from uh, from from the rest of that front line. So I think, uh, you know, this is this has still been an incredibly impressive uh, gate team. Uh, and they're still a very, very good team, and they deserve yes. to be where they are the standings. I'm not trying to say that at all. But at the same time, you realize just how – um, dominant this team potentially could be when they have all their pieces because um, the goal scoring for you know I think even on the broadcast they touched on it you know when one game someone's not scoring the other that someone else has been and that was a game where no one uh, stepped up and got the got the goals done and got the goal scored in that situation so I think that's uh, that's a tough thing for the current in that one and uh, when it happens like that uh, sometimes those are kind of going to be the results I think of even the the North Carolina game. Uh, in the Challenge Cup, very reminiscent of that. They uh, count Carolina countered them to death. The current had a ton of chances, had a very high expected goals number that game as well. Uh, they scored one goal, had multiple golden opportunities that were not put home, and they probably could have won that game three to two or four to two in regulation if they had put home uh, their golden chances. And so, you know, there are some games where those where it's okay, and some games where it's not. And you can't make the margins for error when you play like that are much thinner and you can't make the type of mistakes that they did on set pieces last night. Um, because especially when you're playing against players like Mal Pugh, who can't do what she did. And you, know, you can talk about, there's a lot of uh, difficult defensive uh, moments there um, from the current, but at the same time, Mal Pugh is the antagonist. She's the one with the ball. She's the yep. one who's driving at people. She's the one who is an elite winger um, at the in the you know the best national team in the world uh, on paper, and that is a really incredibly dangerous player um, that did some incredible things. And I think Coach also alluded to that in the post game too. Is that Mount, there's a reason why she's in the MVP conversation is because uh, she can single-handedly win games with moments like that. And those two goals that she scored were, you know, brilliant. I know she gets the assist on the corner kick. Uh, she got a lot of help from the current right. 
kind of ball watching on that play um, and not marking, uh, you know, Amanda Kowalski, but uh, that was um, a clinic from Pew uh, in that what, what you get when you have that star power. Yeah. And that's, that's what current does not have currently no pun intended. Um, and, and I do hope that Lynn Williams and Sam Mewis obviously come back next year. Uh, I have a lot of faith that Lynn Williams comes back next year as good as she was before. We've already seen her out there running, honestly, yeah. if she wasn't unseasoning any injury and they're, you know, probably being extremely extra cautious, she could probably be out there playing by the end of the year, but I know she's not going to be, that's not a rumor. That's not a suggestion. Uh, but we still don't know really much about Sam and what her condition really is and where she'll be. And there's a lot of questions in my mind about that, uh, just like there are with DPs on sporting. So what a, what a, what a <laughs> parallel fair. there. Uh, but yeah, it would, it would be nice if they had a Mal Pugh or a Sophia Smith or somebody like that, that, you know, in a big game, you're like, okay, that's the person I'm going to get the ball to and, and put them on, put it on their shoulders. They, yeah. they have a lot of great role players. They have very, very good role players, mm-hmm. players that obviously deserve to be there, but are not going to be what you consider that superstar. Yeah, I even think they have – we could go from role players to stars to superstars. I think they have a lot of players, too, in that star category, too, Yeah, uh, that are very, very good NWSL players and some elite NWSL players. But Mount Pugh's an elite player in the world yeah. uh and i think that's it that when you have that type of a game changer um on your team that changes a lot of things um and makes even all of those other pieces so strong so i think that's where and I, of course that's where we're coming from and the where we're coming from is that this team is already really freaking good how insanely elite could they be if if they had one of those elite superstars on the field and they have they might have them on the roster we just haven't gotten the opportunity to see it yet because of injuries. And I think that that's another thing that I think current fans will have to take with them, you know, throughout the rest of uh, this season and into the off season. And, but, you know, as much as we talk about, you know, you can in a game moment or you can hand the ball to Mount Pew, you feel comfortable getting the ball to Pew and she's going to put in a ball or she's going to try and get a shot off. And, you know, um, you can get her the ball and something's going to happen. The current have been able to do that by team play and by using that. And that is also an incredible strength um, as much as it is a bit of a weakness for them at times when it's, when, when the the final product isn't there and when people aren't finishing. And so um, the team aspect and the good strong team at every single position for the most part has been uh, uh has been their strong suit has been what's propelled them to this 13 match unbeaten streak so um i am i i think current fans should be optimistic i think current fans should be um you know still very happy and very expectant of this team to continue playing good soccer and winning matches um but yeah when when you're trying to win a trophy you kind of need those game changers and yeah, that's, that's my worry when they get I, a couple rounds into the, the playoffs is that they may not have that player. Yeah. Um, they, uh, and we'll you know, be happy to be proven wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm still <laughs> hoping that they go all the way and this is not trying to jinx them in any way, shape, or form. Uh, dumb question. Was it better for them to have ended this streak now than maybe on the last game of the season or against Portland? Yeah, because I think doing so against portland i think that doubt creeps into your mind um 
I, they have, you know, Washington is probably, I think they're officially eliminated if I'm not correct. Um, of racing Louisville is close, if not already eliminated as well. Um, those are their final two matches of the season. Um, those are games that the current should win. Um, if all goes right and everybody is healthy, those are two games where you would expect the current to win. Um, but this Portland game, I think, you know, you're winning, you win that Chicago game. Maybe you feel like, okay, we really, um, uh, you know, if you, we lose this Portland game, we still have, um, you know, these other two games and maybe you don't learn from it, but losing, I think to another playoff team, uh, in this, before you play that Portland match, I think helps them, um, kind of understand, okay, this Portland match now is not something we can overlook. You know, we can, we really have to, be on our best game for it and i think it helps take them off cruise control makes them control the car a little bit more um a little bit more focused and i think that that's probably a good thing so they have they have portland washington and louisville left like you said mm-hmm. um yeah it, i mean obviously washington and louisville are very winnable games um not saying they will but they are very winnable portland is that big question it, even if they only win the last two games, it puts them into the playoffs pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a big step from what they were last year. Obviously they had the P- they had a lot of the pieces last year. In fact, mm-hmm. the good chunk of the pieces that really matter this year, they got last year because mm-hmm. the two big pieces in the off season don't play. So yeah, uh, really the big addition in this year has been CC and then uh, Lava J here yeah. recently. And what'd you think of her play? Uh, I think, I thought she was fine. I think she was actually probably the one who was um, the one creating the most chances. I just didn't think her shots came off uh, at the right time um, or didn't come off with the right power at the right times. So I don't know. I think it, everybody was just a little bit off in that game. And I think maybe her finishing touch was off per se, but I thought she was really dangerous. I thought she was more dangerous in the game against Chicago than she was against Gotham. Um, I think she was a little bit better on the ball, a little bit cleaner and, had a lot of energy to her. And I thought that, I thought it was a good showing. I think there are things that she does that are very different from Victoria Pickett, um, whose spot she kind of took out of the lineup in a way. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, there th- she's much more attack minded, much more uh, clinical and clean in the final third. Um, but I think there's some things in the buildup uh, that she does that I am, not in uh that that i think are are were better served by victoria pickett's skill set um and being able to eliminate players higher up the field with passes and with movement and stuff like that um lavage tends to be a little bit closer to goal in her positioning so it just changes the look um that the current have a little bit more so um and you know i don't i don't think either one is the wrong or the right way um Goals win games. Lavoisier's uh, probably uh, more likely to put in a few goals for you in that in that aspect. But um, I thought she did a good job uh, against Chicago. Um, maybe the game needed her a little bit more. Uh, needed someone more like Pickett against the Gotham. Uh, funny because she was on the other side right. of the field. Um, but at the same time, you know, I there's still so much quality around her that um, I think uh, you know I. It's hard. I I feel like I'm being so nitpicky when I talk about it this way because there's not really um, I think a drastic difference between either of them. Um, it just kind of changes where their 
what player you have and what, where their strong suits are on the field. And we've seen her for closer to goal. Um, and I think it's dropped Kaiser a little bit further deep into the, into the midfield um, than where she was kind of leading the line. And that changes up, changes things up a little bit. Um, Which but, I don't think is her strong suit. So. Yeah. And I, I also think Kaiser was trying to uh, do a little bit of that in the game too against Chicago, but they, Chicago just eliminated the, um, the ball getting into Hamilton or to her so much um, that it was really difficult. It was pretty much only Lava Jay who had the opportunity to create because she was that kind of free uh, floating roamer underneath the, underneath the two strikers there. So, um, you know, it just, just a, a difficult match for them on the road. Um, and I, I don't want to like take too many like big picture thoughts away from it. Um, no. just because, just because, you know, if they were going to lose at some point, um, I do think expected goals will tell you that that scoreline was not anywhere close to what it should have been. Um, it'll tell you it should have maybe been one, nothing to the fire, maybe two, nothing. And that was it. Um, so obviously now Pew's chances were so Red ridiculously. Stars. Yes. Yes. What did I say? Fire. Oh gosh. Goodness gracious. <laughs> and we, we both screwed up, up to something up today. Woo! So that's, that's cool. There's so My many apologies. teams, man. Yeah, it's there's so many teams. They're, I, they're playing in the Fires old stadium. Yeah. Oh yes. I'm sorry. No My apologies. It, don't worry. Don't worry about it. At least not from my perspective. Um, it, it, <laughs> there, again, it's when you have two teams in the same city, it's easy to cross them up, at least by names. I mean, we know who we're yeah. talking about. Just you have to cover both leagues intently. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the Red Stars at least have things to brag about, not like the Fire. Yeah, got to get a little Chicago slam once in a while, right? Uh, yeah, the fire do it to themselves. So, okay, yeah. Back to Labogé and Pickett for a second. I, I, I kind of agree. I think Labogé is more talented in a lot of ways. Pickett has, if you, if you said you like, if you're going to give a player skill points and you know they could place them in different spots, Labogé placed them in more of the attack, and Pickett placed them more in the dribble. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think overall Lava J has a few more skill points total than Pickett does at this point, but she was great yeah. in the dribble. She just did not do the next thing with that dribble so many times, uh, mm-hmm. very rarely the shot or the, the connection connecting pass to set up a goal. If she did, she'd still be here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. The, um, like, so we said the, they got three remaining games. They'll probably at least win two of them. They'll be in the playoffs. We we've talked about, you know, maybe uh, it'll, they'll struggle against teams that have that big superstar that can elite star that can put their uh, the game on their back kind of thing. Uh, but overall, I mean, it still will be a huge accomplishment just getting to a play the first the playoffs inside, you know, a second round or the final. That's going to be a huge accomplishment for this team who has. We know this, the story last year. We know that they were getting better last year. A lot of the same players are the ones that are contributing now, but a lot of the rookies that came in this year uh, have contributed heavily, like uh, Loera, Bennett, uh, Weinburner. Uh, I would like to see her out on the field more. Izzy Rodriguez, um, Chardonnay Coran. And then with next year, they have another first round pick and eight total picks in the draft. So there's a good chance that there'll be another crop of rookies next year that'll be contributing and pushing these players. So next year looks very promising. Um, 
in the long run, I don't, I don't know if when you came to Kansas city, but this feels a lot like that 2011 kind of sporting team where they were getting good, but they weren't mm-hmm. over the hump yet. Right. And then in 2012, they won an open cup and in 2013, the, the MLS cup, but it was moving into that new stadium and stuff. It feels much like this team is setting themselves up to be ready to win a championship that first year in the new stadium, which is, I mean, still two years, two seasons away, but. Yeah. And I honestly, I don't, I mean, I'm not saying they can't win a championship now. Um, you know, they can, the rest, possible. they can very, very, very much can. I think they've been able to beat teams like uh, San Diego on the road. They've beaten, you know, I think the rain was a difficult situation that they were in up there and it was a late goal that was scored there that looked much better against them when they were at home. But I think there's some of those teams that are up at the, in the table with them, also are kind of in the same position because of injuries um, uh, as well. And so I think, like, look at Angel City, uh, you know, no Christian press for the season. And I think that there's a lot of uh, a lot of superstars in the league that are kind of missing in certain places. I think it still opens the door for them. And the, this is a team that most likely will keep games close. So it's a matter of whether or not they can, uh, if we really haven't, They've been blown out-ish twice, and it was the regular season opener uh, against Portland and the loss last night. Um, I wouldn't consider any of their other losses that they had blowouts per se. So um, uh, so I think that – and I'm not counting Challenge Cup losses in this either. So, um, you know, this is just one of those things where you're like, okay – um, this is still a very good team. They still will have, they'll give themselves opportunities to win every single game. That means anything can happen. Um, so if you go on a 13 unbeaten streak, you probably have a good shot at winning a title. So I still think it's there for them. Um, I'd be shocked if they don't end up with at least one home game in the postseason. Yeah. Um, I it re- would really be shocked if they collapsed far enough to be in a five or six position. So, you know, I think you should expect a home game out of them in the postseason would be great if their only home game of the postseason was a semifinal um, because they got one of the top two seeds, but um, that's going to take some work over here, work over the next couple of weeks, uh, these next three matches to make sure that doesn't happen. But um, if that's the case, I mean, you, you get to a final, anything can happen. And I think we both know that covering the covering major league soccer and you, of course, covering NWSL much longer than I, than I have. And, you know, you get to the final, you have a shot and, um, you know, giving yourself one game at home to get to a final uh, puts you in a really good position to do that. So, um, you know, I I fully expect this team to be a true contender throughout the rest of the season um, until I'm proven wrong here. But, but yeah, I think they, I think it'll be, I think, I think they'll be all right. I think they'll be all right. No, I, I agree. Um, I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm being too negative. I'm just trying to like manage expectations in a way right. i do expect them to win two of their last three uh potentially two in a draw potentially two in a loss but that will should put them in a hosting a home game um the t- the standings are still tight though i mean it's 32 31 31 30 30 28 points down through six so that's really just three points difference between first and sixth place so anything can happen in there so they have to at least knock out a couple of wins preferably a couple wins and a draw yeah uh and any team out there is a team that they can beat because they've Mm -hmm. been able to do it to i think i think they've probably beaten every team now except portland in this season 
Yep. Um, there okay. might be one other that I'm not sure. I mean, they're Orlando. Orlando technically had two draws. So, yeah. So we'll give them that. Uh, of course, <laughs> that's all in, they've got this year. <laughs> yeah. They're in ninth place. So, um, who cares? In fact, it's like, it's like, I think they've tried to get worse this year, haven't they? <laughs> Maybe. But Maybe. yeah, no, I, I totally agree. They, it's very potential that they will get a home game and get to a final. I'm just trying to, like I said, keep in my own mind the expectations that it's going to be very tough for them to win a final with a team out there that they would be most likely facing a Portland, uh, maybe San Diego, who has some superstars that can score goals in bunches. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Yep. All right. Anything else we uh, should have talked about today, Mr. Sperry? Just trying to think about it, but I don't think so. I think we're pretty good on it. I feel. Any, do you want to give a prediction for Sunday? Uh, you first. Uh, I say uh, oh, the 1-1 draw. I think they fight back. Maybe not enough to win, but I think they uh, will punch back after that loss to kind of recoup some of their, uh, I guess, their, that chip on their shoulder a bit. I think if it's a draw, it's going to be multiple goal draw. Okay. Most of their draws, I believe, have been two twos. The uh, and I just I don't see them holding out the uh, Portland offense for only a, a one goal. So, yeah, but that's fair. Go for it. So so we'll we'll go two two or three three. Okay. Is that can Let's I do draw. both? Sure. All all are one point, and none of it none of those score lines affect their goal differential either so <laughs> no which will crack me up if they end up the year with like a zero goal differential but which actually won't be a bad thing so um it's still amazing man i just i gotta i gotta I gotta have somebody do some research and see how many of teams have ever finished the negative goal differential on the top of the table if ever if ever all right um well, I, thanks everybody to listening and we will try to keep these going for the rest of the season. It's been tough to have uh, a regular schedule, especially like these weeks when there's multiple games from multiple teams. Correct. And we will probably have additional uh, people joining us in the future. Don't won't always be just Daniel and I, but we'll see. Anyway, thanks everybody for listening and...
Yeah.